I assume. Oh, wait, did we start? So are we starting the thing for the people who are listening afterwards? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the special podcast series with Patrick and I. Hi, Patrick. (laughs) What's going on over there? Yes, we're we're going say Hi, Patrick, or I'm Patrick. I I said, hi, Patrick. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Patrick. Hi, Patrick. Hey, Scott, I'm Patrick Beja. Uh, we do this every year uh, for the crazy people who like to listen to us comment over the um, people who show us games at E3. Uh, do you have the sound up? I do. On your end? I do. Everything's great. We're late on Jedi Fallen Order. And so we're going to be we're going to be using this opportunity to talk about, uh, well, Jedi, which I saw. Um, the the 15 minutes really gameplay reveal, yeah. uh, Stadia, which uh, Google had a kind of Nintendo Direct type thing a couple of days ago, um, and then I don't know uh, a couple of other things. I guess this is the introductory commentary track for E3 2019 from Scott and Patrick. Yes, I would I would say that that is correct, and also it's uh, important to note here that uh, we're going to be talking over audio that is basically respawn talking about. What Fallen Order is going to be about, but Patrick saw the actual presentation. I was here late due to some reasons. Due to Randy, I mean, we can say it. It's Randy's. Yeah, fault. it's always Randy's it's always fault. Randy. Uh, it was a film sack thing, but it, it, it all worked out in the end. Uh, these guys, I apparently uh, they're probably saying some important stuff about the game. I don't know, but what did you think of the I actual mean, presentation? What happened there? I'm not. I'm not sure how important the stuff they're talking about is. Maybe it is, but. The, the really important thing was the 15 minutes of uh, gameplay footage for Jedi Fallen Order. For those who don't know, this is Respawn behind this game. Respawn is a uh, venerated developer, originally from most of them from Infinity Ward behind the Call of Duty series. And um, they went on to do Titanfall and uh, more recently Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. And... So I had high hopes for Jedi Fallen Order. We didn't see anything at the presentation a couple of uh, days ago, uh, months ago. Yeah. I'm going to stop bearing the lead here. Um, <laughs> I didn't like it. When you I, say you didn't I like it, it was, like what, what do you uh, like gameplay systems, like story, like what was rubbing you wrong? It's hard to judge. So it's a third person action, mostly melee uh game and you play a jedi which seems kind of generic it did seem generic back then but the gameplay seems generic and that's like it felt like they wanted us to be excited me to be excited about it and i i so i've been browsing twitter to see if i'm crazy and a few people have been saying oh no it looks exciting it looks really good um so maybe it's just me but it felt flat. It felt to me kind of, it was not dynamic at all. It was this Jedi dude walking around, uh, not doing much, and, uh, you know, force pushing stuff and waving his lightsaber uh, saber around. The combat didn't feel dynamic at all. Uh, it felt like something from 10 years ago. Mm. And I'm super surprised because I have a huge amount of faith in Respawn. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but it's it's not looking super good in, in from the 15 minutes we've seen. It sounds to me like you are echoing everybody's fears leading up to the up to this showcase, um, and that being that mm-hmm. that it was not going to uh, 
impress in terms of like next generation type gameplay or anything that it feels like a game that could have been made for the PlayStation 2. Um, we just have better, you know, graphics and environments and, you know, all the things that come with the technical achievements of modern day gaming. But gameplay wise, this is not going to break any new ground. And hearing that yeah, bums me out because I was already thinking, well, we don't know enough guys. We've only had a teaser. You know, like this is not enough information. But if you're telling me you still came away with that impression after this presentation, and it might be me just out. me, you know, it might totally be just me. Yeah. But, you know, it was like, okay, now I'm walking, the, the character is walking around for a minute. And then there's a tiny arena where you have to defeat five guys. So you do that. And then there's a little bit of, of traversal, almost uncharted type traversal. And then, oh, another arena with another three uh, enemies. Um, maybe the fun is in the gameplay itself. Maybe you get, you know, some exciting powers and chaining them together and all of that. But it didn't translate to me through the gameplay. So That bums me out. Yeah. I mean, do you think... That, I hope uh, I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. It's probably reductive for me to say, well, this is the team that's trying to actively uh, keep the at least initially very successful Apex Legends alive and at the same time push a Star Wars title out with all of that, all of what that entails, which is, you know, dealing with Disney and dealing with with uh, Kennedy and all the people that are involved in this thing and trying to, you know, walk that line. And at the same time, they've got this very popular free-to-play thing. But obviously, they've got enough teams to, to handle both games. But it does make me wonder, you know, like, does are they spread yeah, a little I, too thin? I wonder I if it's I, I wonder if it's not so much an issue of uh team, but an issue of genre. Mm. Like this is third person and it's a fir- they've always done first person. Mm-hmm. So I wonder. Yeah. But the the Apex thing is, is starting. Do you wanna Yeah, let's talk about this, I guess. Yeah. So Oh, it's another dude on a couch. Yeah, um, it's so EA was basically not going to be doing a um, conference and it's not a conference. It's a series of like five different streams. I don't think we're going to go to the end of it because there's some sports sports after Apex and even Battlefield 5. I don't know if Battlefield is your jam. Not really. I mean, and as far as I know, they're not along with apex legends. I don't know that they're going to say much that's that we don't already know. These are games that are in the wild. Yeah. All that. So we don't really have a. Exactly. It's going to be like updated content season two, three, whatever. Um, But yeah, so it's, it's a relatively slow thing for EA anyway. Um, so it's they they are making it into a little bit more than it it it, it, it was supposed to be originally because originally they were supposed to have like different streams throughout EA and I think someone realized it was a really bad idea. Um, but they're they, look Apex cosplays they're pretty impressive. <laughs> they are impressive, um, if not a little goofy. How far they're going to create their like uh, static animations? I'm a little bugged by it, but it's fine fine whatever it's yeah it's 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 okay um they're showing off some you know uh the the jump pads that were introduced a few months ago um there's an event now i, I don't know how much we can discuss this because are you still playing regularly um apex no i kind of fell off um and so uh, so you know how i usually gauge the temperature of these games is how how deep and long my kids play them, especially Nick, because he's super into right. this genre. He's really into 
you know, Battle Royale in general. And uh, he's kind of fallen off. Um, they're all big Siege players now. They really want to play that game mostly. So I don't know what the... Yes, uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, right. That game never dies. Yeah, that seems to be doing really well for everybody who loves it. Uh, my thing is, I, I I play these Battle Royales for a while, but then I hit a ceiling and go, well, I'm never going to beat all these chuckleheads. I'm never going to be good enough. And I don't have time to grind it in a way that will make me better. Um, so I kind of fall off of them generally. That's just a genre problem that I have. Um, I will note, though, as I'm watching this video, they are clearly answering one of the great complaints from players, which is skins are boring. Uh, they're going a little further here. These skins are way less boring than they used to be or that they've been traditionally. <laughs> so this is obviously not just repaints of existing skins. This is them deciding to really go in on that. And that's a big part of why people play these games. It's the prestige of unlocking the, the cool thing that someone else doesn't have yet. So that's good to see. But uh, if rumors are to be believed, and I don't know how much of it's rumor and actual reports, but the game is having... You know, it, the honeymoon's over. Now they're kind of not as in the news as they used to be. They're not as forefronty in gamers' minds. People are sort of back to playing the current beast in the room, which is Fortnite. And I wonder how much of that is just hearsay or things I hear on the internet, or if that's actually true that they've seen a drop in players. I don't. I don't know. Um, but I do think they have to sort of really push to keep things alive, uh, get their up their skin game. Uh, you know, take this thing to the next level, and it looks like maybe they're trying to do that here with this show. I don't know. Yeah, uh, the Wraith cosplay character is getting weird because she's really just doing the Wraith, like, ooh, I'm mysterious, and yeah. I'm, like, moving, like, in a very... Now that you mentioned it, it is, oh, now they're bumping butts. Well, at least they, at um, least they, right. yeah, at least they improv, did a little improvisation there. That was all right. Yeah. Um, so we've seen, uh, the entirety of the, I'm not hearing anything from you, by the way, from the stream. Oh yeah, you shouldn't, I think uh, you should have, uh, you should be playing your own cause then you're not out of sync. Oh, right. Okay. Remember, cause um, I'm not recording that this, this is the good way. So now you don't have to listen to this and be all out of sync anymore, but i but you're recording the thing. As correct. Well. Correct. Right. Um, so yeah, now they're they're gonna. I guess essentially, without listening to it, the only thing I take away from this stream reveal thing is uh, cool skins. But I'm sure people who do play Apex regularly are gonna be like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" With that exact voice. Um, but uh, yeah, do you wanna? We we'll keep it in the background. Yeah, if you wanna talk about Stadia. Yeah, uh, I, I think so. I think so. What I'm, what I'll do is I'll keep this down in the background. Uh, people who are watching this live in the chat room, they can see it happen. Oh, so it was time. a recap of season one. Now we're seeing season two. Well, they're launching um, season two. Yeah, they're so talking about it. Yeah, their new battle pass. They're talking about all the stuff they're going to add. I mean, this is going to be very meaningful for specifically for Apex players. This is not a surface look. This is a deep dive for those players, and so I think that's going to be interesting to some people. But I, our audiences are going to be a lot more big picture especially for this particular uh conference that we try to do every year so let's talk about see they're talking about a new weapon right now which is exciting and all but don't care about new weapons uh let's talk about stadia and our impressions of what was announced um we have pricing we have a release month we don't have a date but a month um we have 
uh, a bunch of details. Games that will be available for it. Um, it is not a so, Netflix all-you-can-eat thing like everybody had sort of hoped. It is absolutely not that. So your impressions, yeah, let's your just take. summarize it maybe for, for people very quickly. Sure. Um, essentially, uh, Stadia is, uh, the business model is not, as you said, a subscription. It is at some point in the future, in 2020, you will just buy the games and play them, but you have to pay for them full price. Right. You also have an option if you want to get better streaming than uh, 1080p to pay a subscription, which is uh, 10 bucks a month. And at that point, you get a 4K streaming and one free game or maybe a couple more every month. And that is like a, a PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live Gold type deal. Um, but the games themselves, you have to pay for each one individually. And there's also an option um, for getting into the service this November, which is a Founders Pack, which is like 130 bucks, and you get a 4K Chromecast, a controller, three months of game time, and Destiny 2, the full thing with the upcoming expansion that's coming in a few months. Yes. Uh, and the... Um, uh, the season pack not the season pack the annual pass for that right so yeah very somewhat different from what people expected even though some people didn't really know i mean well, you i think you and i had talked about it before maybe uh maybe on mvgb or somewhere but um we've had this discussion before in the end it's just it's a platform it's literally like a new console without without the console it's a yeah. it's a cloud-based thing you still need some hardware to go certainly initially like one thing they didn't talk about uh or maybe they did and I missed it, and so maybe you can clarify this, but like if I just want to fire up Stadia on my PC and and go with my controllers I've already got, I don't think that's possible yet. I don't think they're offering yes. that Yes, well, not yet, but it, 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 it is possible. Uh, I, I pretty much think that the people who will be uh, using the service come November will be able to do that too. Yes, if that's the case, then it's it's more interesting to me. But at the end of the day... If you're telling me, hey, uh, guess what? Brand new, whatever the game is, I can't think of one. Let's say a new Elder Scrolls game is coming out. That game is now available for PlayStation 5, Xbox Next, and Stadia. I'd probably just get the, uh, and PC. I'd probably just get the PC version or the PlayStation version. Like, I'm not, why would I, well, I? There's not a compelling reason here. The only difference is I don't have a piece of hardware, and now I am beholden to the internet gods to make sure I'm always good. Normally, I don't, I don't complain about that normally. Normally, I'm one of those people that's like, ah, forget about connections. They catch up with the technology. We all said this about Netflix when it happened, and now look at us all. We're all very happy with the way Netflix works. So it's, it's not that so much as it is, where's the extra value right now, especially at launch for me? And I don't see it. Like, where's the – I, I don't have it here. It's not in front of me. Yeah, that's exactly my beef with it. I had to think about it really long to understand what I was unhappy about. Because if you take it on the face of it, as you said, it's, and as we discussed before, it's a platform. So it's essentially a console without the console. Benefit, you don't need to pay for, you know, 300 bucks or maybe even more when they launch uh, a generation of new console. Mm -hmm. um, you don't need to maintain your hardware. You don't need to uh, lug it around if you're playing at someone else's place with a fast Wi-Fi because you need a fast Wi-Fi. Uh, so that's convenient. But flip side, you also need a fast connection, which some people will have, some people won't. Um, but so, you know, there's an upside and a downside. 
But beyond that, it's really just a console where you don't need to buy the console and it's super top notch for now. Uh, supposedly it could be upgraded without you doing anything in the future. Awesome. But that is not incredible. And I think what bothers me is that Google, Google is known for coming into a market and changing things like doing something interesting with the way the business model and the way you, that industry works. Mm -hmm. And they're not really doing that here. Of course, again, you know, streaming is very different. But I don't think, as you said, they're offering the gamer in the end uh, something that is significant. Um, and I wonder, you know, the, the, the issue, the thing that would prevent me from maybe buying the game on Stadia instead of somewhere else mm -hmm. is, as you said, you know, I, I might not, it might not stick around forever. The others, I, I believe that Google is going to keep Stadia around for at least, you know, five to ten years minimum. Um, so who knows what happens after that? I think that's a reasonable amount of time yeah. for some people, most people, I think myself. Um, but it's like, yeah, well, but Sony and Microsoft are proven um, quantities. So I'd rather, if, if Stadia brings me nothing, then I'd rather go with that. And the, the service now that they're going to launch in November feels very, very much like a beta. Yeah, it's very um, thin. They're limiting the access by this uh, 130 bucks thing, which I'm getting, by the way. I'm going to test it out. Yeah. Um, and and they they said there is a limited amount of founders. I I would have felt a lot better about it if they had said, "We're launching a beta in November. Mm -hmm. We're going to select a number of people. Mm -hmm. If you want to apply, go there." But saying they're launching the service, and also by the way, it was super confusing how they presented it because. There are some interesting games on the service, including uh, Baldur's Gate 3 and uh, I, a couple of others, but they it was very confusing. I thought for a moment, um, until the internet corrected me vehemently, that you got all those games for those uh, nine bucks or ten bucks a month. Mm -hmm. That would have been, of course, incredible, and it was so incredible that it wasn't real. But um, well, even if it was old games or a collection of not new games, you know, yeah. like I, I would have been. And thrilled. I think down, down the line, that's coming, yeah. I think. But that's why I say it feels like a um, beta, like it's a half measure. It's a half step in many ways. So I think ultimately when we're going to see and that's why they're launching now, I think, because once the uh, Microsoft and Sony's of the world do the same thing, essentially, except you also have the option for a console. Mm -hmm there isn't really a, a compelling reason to get a stadia a game on stadia rather than uh, sony or microsoft because at least you you could i think that's how it's going to work you can either stream it or you can download it and play it locally and you you kind of have this feeling that you have it in your hard drive so it feels better even though it's a digital thing that they might take away from you whatever right and especially given um, well, we don't know what Microsoft's going to do on Sunday, and that's going to be very interesting because their cloud strategy is, as of yet, a slightly unknown. We know they're going to do some stuff, but we don't know what that stuff well, is or I what it we, means. We suspect, but yeah. it's going to be Stadia with a console. So if you buy a game on their service, you can either play it streaming or download it to your console, which, which is strikes me as the better way to go. Yes, <laughs> because yes, because absolutely. you're if if you do see this as the future, great, and I'm all about making steps toward that future. 
but have some half measures, you know, because you're going to need them. There's no, there's no, I don't know what that sound was. There's no jumping to it immediately, um, I think. I think you've got to do a, 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 what's the word? You just have to have a softer approach to this. And I hope that's what they're planning. Well, I think, um, so by the way, uh, Apex Legend just had a weird looking animation uh, introduced their season two. I don't think it was that good looking. Uh, it looked all right. It looked like a attempt at story that's highly unanimated. <laughs> like it's just comic looking. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, that stuff doesn't. Um, but I think me. you know that's why I'm saying I'm disappointed by what a little bit. You know, we'll see what happens. I think there's value in going to you know a web page or YouTube video, wanting a game, and you just click by you start playing immediately there's no install no launching steam so there is value there mm-hmm. but um it's it's not enough to differentiate themselves and that's why i'm disappointed i would have hoped they would have done something like give one game you know let everyone play every game free for one hour maybe that's too much um I don't know. Maybe that's too much, uh, uh, you know, bandwidth if you give that to everyone. And, mm-hmm. but, but something to make it more compelling. I guess we're repeating ourselves now. Right. But I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's been the general reaction. I think there, there are some people. Oh, geez. Drop something. Uh, I think it's going to be great for some people. Some people are stoked and are pre-ordered that thing already and are ready to roll. You're getting it, of course, um, you know, more for... I'll probably end up with it because it's, you know, these are business reasons why we kind of have to know what this stuff's going to be. But um, I guess I was just hoping it would be more with Google's, I don't know, with Google's reach and money and and ability to make a deal with whoever that, that perhaps they would have come up with a way to do something closer to the Netflix idea or something yeah. like it at launch and instead what we are what we're getting is just hey what if your games were on a remote server and if you have good internet you could play them that way and then not worry about upgrading your video cards or not worry about buying a, a, a an expensive console box or you know yeah that's really the only value it's, proposition here is don't you know are you okay with a little latency get, then sweet here you go yeah it's um it's yeah i don't know it's it's also your gonna get the games cheaper if you're subscribed at the 10 bucks the stadia pro but they can't go so cheap that it's gonna be really compelling because even if they only take a cut of you know 12 percent that's the 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 editors the the developers want to get a decent amount of money when the game sells on stadia so they can't sell it too cheap even if they take a tiny cut even if they take I don't know. Let's say they take 30%. And if you um, are subscribed, they waive their 30%. It's a decent amount of money, but I don't think they're, they can take 30% with a new service that is launching. So I don't know. I don't know. Quick, quick update on uh, Apex. They're introducing a new character. I didn't catch her name. She makes a fence, an electric fence. And uh, yes. that seems kind of cool, I guess. I don't know shoots to, you know shoots guns too that's the one thing all of them do <laughs> but uh she is apparently some sort of uh, uh fence maker electric fence maker and this guy's got some serious gauges but anyway just want to throw that out there. um so yeah there's uh, we could talk about the games a little bit but do, do you have anything else you want to say on on stadia um, itself on stadia as a platform it's just um 
Uh, the other, oh, I know what I was going to say. The other concern I have about the model is that it, you know, everyone always says, well, Google gives up on stuff too fast, right? Like, oh, they'll make a cool service and then back out. Or they'll say, Google Plus is going to be the greatest thing ever. And then they drop it. Um, and they don't, in theory, give it enough time to, to really flesh it out. Nah, and I, I, I agree they're I agree they're true they they do that with a lot of things like a lot of little things but uh I I think this is a bigger investment for them but it doesn't give me extra confidence when they uh basically do the easy thing which is hey it's just like games except it's on our servers like this feels like a path of least resistance for them mm. does that make yeah. sense and and I don't yeah, know I, I see what you mean that doesn't excite I, me that makes me go Oh well, if this doesn't work, you guys haven't lost anything. You're out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So I don't know. I they're showing things. they're showing off their uh, motion capture technology, hand motion capture technology now on uh, on uh, Apex Legends, which is uh, you know it might seem like a, a unimportant thing, but when the ends the hands are the only thing you're seeing when you're playing when it's a first person shooter, it does matter a little bit. Yeah. That's they're showing, uh, um, oh yeah, all the mocap. That's pretty cool. Anyway, yeah. So, so, so that's Stadia. That we'll, we'll, yeah, tell me what we're gonna tell. Let's talk about the games. Um, so Baldur's Gate three, yes! um, from Larian Studio. So that makes you happy. Oh my gosh, I can't be more excited. But it's not again. I'll just I'll get the PC version, which is absolutely getting that uh, game. So it's not like there's some exclusivity going on. But um, yeah, Baldur's Gate three, Larian Studios. Responsible for the uh, original Sin games, which the last one um, was insanely good. And if they're bringing that prowess to the Baldur's Gate universe, it's absolutely a match made in heaven. They they should make that game. No one else should make it. Bioware shouldn't even make it. It should be made by those guys. And I am jazzed. So excited about it. For those who don't know, Bioware is the original developer of the uh, Baldur's Gate series. Yes, one and two. Uh, and that was 20-something. What was it? Yeah, 20 years ago. 20 plus years ago, yeah. So so finally getting three, and then I just, honestly, it's the studio game match made in heaven. I mean, isn't Divinity kind of Baldur's Gate 3 and 4 yes. uh, already? Yes, like, that's my so. whole point. Like, what they'll get to finally do is use the property that started all this. They get to make a D&D right, game. Is it going to be different? Like, is it going to be exciting because you already know the... Like they've already done it, kind of. Except it's not called Baldur's Gate, but um, I mean, it I, I don't know if they're going to do something that is like we don't even know if this thing is like isometric, you know, top down. We just don't know enough information about it yet about what they're going to do because all they showed was this, you know, pre-rendered trailer, which was pretty neat. The trailer's really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you you make a good point. Like I don't know, like who who knows? But they they made a very big, very compelling, story rich. Uh, character-rich experience where oil on the floor mattered. Like in a D&D, like a proper no, D&D game, my, that stuff's going to be my huge. Question is, my question is, will it be... Um, what will make Baldur's Gate different from... The, I didn't play Baldur's Gate, by the way. I'm, I know it's sinful, but I apologize. Uh, do you think Baldur's Gate is going to be different from Divinity? Like, cooler? What makes it different and cooler well first of all they'll carry on the story of Baldur's gate which was already rad um these guys are the best at the in the world right now when it comes to hey we need to make a turn-based strategy title where 
um, you know, where where it, all of the things that go with that, you know, making basically a video game representation of a D&D tabletop type experience, there nobody's doing like they are. They're so good at it. So I guess I, I guess what I'd say is if you're into that genre, this is the best news you've heard all year because yeah. these are the right guys to do it. Now, will it bring anything okay. super new to the genre? Maybe not. I don't know. Okay. I couldn't be more excited. Um, I'm so jazzed about it. Yeah, you're not the only one. A lot of people are super excited. Yeah. Um, they also announced, uh, so we mentioned Destiny 2. There's a lot of things happening with Destiny 2 now that uh, um, uh, uh, Bungie, that's their name, is a free, a free agent and publishing free their own game. Yep. Um, essentially, they're making uh, Destiny 2 and the first expansion free to play, or maybe just the Destiny 2, the basic game. But at you can go to max level kind of immediately, and the end game is going to be what you do with your friends. Mm. And that is what you need to pay for if you want the latest content. It makes a lot of sense for games that have a, a long life like this. You don't want people to have to slog through uh, like 40 hours of content to come and play with the people who have been playing before. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's really cool. It's going to open up the game to a lot more people. And uh, they also have uh, cross-play enabled across all platforms. So um, I'm sorry, not cross-play, but cross-save, cross, cross save, which correct. is a lot more important. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can take your character from PlayStation 4. It's been confirmed on, on PlayStation as well. PlayStation 4 to um, Xbox to Steam. It's coming on Steam, by the way, and uh, moving off of Battle.net probably yeah. and, uh, and on Stadia. So that's, that's pretty cool. More likely you're going to have to buy the game. Um, I mean, the free-to-play version stays free-to-play. But if you want to play the latest stuff, then you're going to have to pay for that on each platform you want to uh, play it on which I think is, is reasonable, uh, but at least your character can jump around. Um, yeah, I'm super excited about this. Um, I recently got back into Destiny 2. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I played for a few months over um, the, the spring, and it is such a good game. It's so good. They have an incredible ability to motivate people to keep playing and find secrets and um, get the 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 latest item and and the gameplay is still as fun as it was i think it lowers the barrier to entry um and that's exactly what the game needs at this stage of its life i don't know that um a lot of people are saying oh this is because they're finally uh, away from activision and maybe some of it is the case um i think a lot of it is also because of where the game is in its life cycle now but um yeah, I'm super excited about it. Yeah, that's cool, especially if you're um, a fan of that. And also, it effectively gets around the cross-play problem. Because, at the very least, it may not be as, as elegant, but if you've got a cross-save solution, and your friends say, Dude, I know you're playing on PC, but we'd love to have you in our group tonight over on PlayStation 4. Just go over there and play with them. Your save transfers now. Like, it's, yeah, a, it's you, effectively cross-play. like... If they're playing the um, the the latest expansion, which is uh, what's the name of it, Shadow Keep, I think, yeah. um, then you need to buy it on that new platform as well. Right. So, but it's a relatively small expansion, and there's an annual pass as well. It gets a tiny bit murky, yeah. but at least you can do it. And for a game, um, you know. Yeah, I, I think this also, yeah, it does make it a lot. Also, I'm a huge fan of just cross-save for everything, and I wish it was more common. Oh, like, yes. uh, 
I, I love that I can do that on Steam when it's a, a Mac and a PC game can be played in different places and have cloud saves. That's more important to me than the fact that I didn't have to buy it twice. I, I don't mind that. Like if I've got a, yeah. I, I'm, I've been playing, uh, for example, um, Hand of Gilgamesh, um, uh, sorry, uh, SteamWorld uh, Quest on Steam. I believe it's pronounced Gilgamesh, if you'll allow me to be smooth. Well, no, it's, Gil, it's Gilgamesh in the game because it's a, it's a bunch of robots. So they, it's, a, it's on purpose. Oh, clever. Yeah. Okay, you got me. Yeah, I got you All there. Right. Nice correction there, Frenchie. Anyway, so there's that. <laughs> um, but then I want to play it on my Switch, which I also have a copy of. And for me to play it on my Switch, I just have a set. You know, it's a whole different ecosystem. I don't have a shared save. If they could figure out a way to do that for every game always forever... I would, I would buy more games on more platforms because I know that I'd be able to play, <laughs> you know, I'd have my progress. That's what I want is my progress. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna pay for the the Destiny Two expansion on PC so I can play on both platforms now. Right. I, I'm, I'm gonna give them more money. But, yeah. Well done. <laughs> oh look, it, the the um, uh, uh, Apex stream is done. So yeah, they're next done now. Is, Battlefield. Battlefield 5, um, you know, a video game that is already out. They're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Do you notice on that list over there, nothing, all of that, first of all, are either new sports games or, in the case of the last one, The, uh, the Sims, which is, I mean, pretty much from FIFA forward is pretty boring. But uh, the uh, there's no talk of, uh, of Anthem anywhere in this. No Anthem talk. No, of course not. Yeah. Of course not. What do you? What would they say? Yeah, <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough, man. Like, yeah, I uh, it is. I worry for them. It's a good thing that they're not even mentioning it. I think, you know, work on it for a year, get the game in a state that is uh, a little bit more acceptable, and then say, "Hey, we fixed it. Come back and play it more." And I really hope that they like. It's gonna be with an expansion, right? And mm-hmm. I hope against hope. That they give the expansion to the people who pre-ordered the original game, yeah. Um, because if you have to pay for it again, or that they move to a you know season pass model or whatever. But um, so yeah. Uh, any other games from the Stadia announcement? There are a couple of exclusives. One called Guilt, which looked really interesting. Mm. Uh, a puzzler where you play a, a young girl in a world of nightmares and what seemed like bullying like really artistically interesting um and the other exclusive is what's it called moving day or moving boxes uh get packed get packed get packed it sounds like a rude thing to say to somebody but sure a little bit it it feels essentially like overcooked but with a different uh premise which is your moving boxes Mm um yeah anything to say about those Mm, they look fine um they looked like a yeah. lot of fun. The, the get packed one looked like a really fun sort of multiplayer thing. Um, I I mean they they didn't strike me as anything like that's going to make people drop their wallets and grab money and throw it at it. Um, they felt like you they, know they're unknown quantities. Oh, I guess I need to play them and you know see if they're really going to be for me or for, or not. But at the moment, I don't know. They did. I guess I should say they didn't blow my mind. I'll put it that way. I think if. Uh, Google gives us two games a month mm-hmm. out of that list that is, you know, I, I'm going to read through uh, uh, the big ones on the list because it's like 30 games and they're going to have more. They said, you know, after E3, we're going to 
give you more games that are going to be available on the platform. But mm-hmm. um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Baldur's Gate 3, Borderlands 3, The Crew 2, Darksiders, Genesis, which is essentially Diablo. Um, yeah, which I'm game. very excited about. But I forgot to mention that one. I'm stoked about yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's Diablo. If you like Diablo, I think this is, uh, uh, at best, probably going to be as good. So, I don't know. I Well, if you it. like Diablo and you also like the Darksiders universe, I, it feels like sure. a little match made in heaven. Um, Darksiders 2, in a lot of ways, was trying to be more of an action RPG than the first game, which was more like a Zelda game. Um, so, that combination is super interesting to me. We don't know a lot about it, but I'm at, I am my interest is peaked early on that one. So... Yes. Right. And is that exclusive? It isn't, is it? No, 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 no. That's okay. not. The only two exclusives are Guilt and Just Dance. Okay. Um, Destiny 2, Doom, Doom Eternal. Uh, I'm going to go faster. Um, of course, the one we were all waiting for, Farming Simulator 19. Um, I make fun, <laughs> but that game is played, dude, especially in Germany. Dude, I um, like the farming well, games. I don't, I'm, I know <laughs> hate here. I think they're cool. I don't know why I like them, but I do. They're fun. Metro Exodus, Mortal Kombat 11, NBA 2K, Power Rangers, Battle for the Grid, okay. Uh, Rage 2, uh, what else? Samurai Showdown, the Tomb Raider games I mentioned, uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, the new Ghost Recon, The Division 2, um, Thumper, Wolfenstein, Youngblood. So, if they give us a couple of games a, a month from this list, mm-hmm. and they don't, you know, they give one big one and one small one, that could be a uh, compelling thing yeah it, you know? it could be well worth that money you know yeah i mean we're only talking so, 10 bucks a month that's maybe. that's pretty pretty solid and they do need they need to do something like that it can't just be we're delivering 4k because yeah i truth is i don't even care about 4k as much as i do a good 1080p stream yeah me and either, yeah. and so yeah, you're, you got to give me another reason to give you money than that and and this is a decent what? reason so so this is the list of games that they have right now on the platform. All right. Let's say I, I buy the thing for th- and I get three months free. Yep. What would they give me? You know, it's either fantastic games or kind of very niche slash not duds, but very niche games. Like, let's say they give me the first month Just Dance and Farming Simulator. Yeah. I've got to be a bit pissed, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so maybe Rage 2, if, they, if they're not like games that people want, like if it's Rise of the Tomb Raider, it's a game that's two years old or what? No, Rise is, is four years old. Yeah. Um, and Tomb Raider, the original one is like they can't give you those super old games. Um, I think people would be frustrated. If that I think more game, fun mid, mid ground sort of indie stuff I'd be into. With more of that. Maybe, yeah. I think they need to give like one big big game when they're launch. You know, that's what Sony did when when Sony started PlayStation Plus, um, and and they were like, "Oh crap, Microsoft is doing this really cool thing where they're giving you games every month. We have to do the same thing." Initially, to get people on board, the games they were giving were incredible. Um, they weren't, you know, the latest latest game, but they were game from the past. I think big games from the past six months or a year. Yeah. That is what they would need. Yeah. And big, I, I, like, so one big one, one smaller one. That's true. Uh, quick update on what they're showing right now. They're showing a new map in Battlefield Five. Um, apparently, very authentic location in World War Two. Don't know much more about it because haven't really heard the guy say. But it seems like more Battlefield Five. So. 
for those who are wondering what's happening in real time here, we're <laughs> we're looking at more Battlefield Five, and they you know great for mm-hmm. its for its fans. I'm I'm stoked for you that they're supporting your game and and uh, you know things are moving forward there. Yes, I feel, exactly. I, I feel like this is another year where. Uh, I mean, it may only be marketing right now, and that's all that's doing it, but people are now suddenly piqued interest in Call of Duty again because they've decided to call it Modern Warfare and bring back Captain Price and reset that story, and they're tugging on everybody's nostalgia strings, so people are really jazzed about that, and I don't know, Battlefield Five feels like it's just sort of lost in the shovel. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in, in Modern Warfare. We'll see. Um, I hope it's not too, you know bleak and war is war I, although you know it's modern it does seem like they're going a little more self-serious but it's hard to tell from this angle um all right you know what let's cover a few uh pre-e3 news um really quickly so we can be made fun of uh afterwards when we actually know what's uh, happened um although it's just one one leak but oh game pass coming to pc that's really cool yep. obviously been waiting for that um, looking forward to that yeah that's very nice 14 games coming to the microsoft conference i'm sure not all of them are going to be uh super awesome incredible things but um it's pretty strong though a lot. yeah it's a lot yeah it's a lot it's a lot and um, that's going to be interesting. I'm sure they're not going to give all the information about the next, um, you know, the next console. They're going to do a little bit of a, not a teasing, but, you know, they're going to explain the system. I don't think they're going to give release dates or prices or they're going to speak the, ex- speak. They're going to speak. Yeah. They're, they're going to explique the high level concept of the, of the console, uh, of the system. Death Stranding coming November 8th. Yeah. Um, Dude, I would have like bet a hand that it wouldn't come out before at the very least twenty end of twenty twenty. Yeah, so I, I was I was more like in my head I was like twenty twenty one at the least. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, he never gets a game done this quickly, and yeah, they've been working on it for three years. But I think part of this too is, you know, it used to be over at uh, Konami they just say, well, here, take all the money and time you need. Yeah. And because it's all because it's all we have, right? Like we don't have any other games anyone cares about, so just do whatever you got to do, Kojima. And he would do that; he would take his time. I think Sony, who's the primary backer here, is less interested in doing that. I think they're not giving his, him as much rope. So I don't know that that will reflect poorly on the game or make it seem less than it could have been. But I definitely get the sense that they're not—they're um, not, you know—they're not letting it just sit and simmer for too long. They want to get that thing out. Yeah. Someone mentioned it might be like a ground zeros type situation where you get half a game or an intro to the game and the real one comes on the next generation. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's not the longest game in the world. But it doesn't need to be. Um, and it seemed more int- every time I see the game, it seems more interesting than the time before. Oh, yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. And it's so weird looking. Are, what a weird freaking thing that trailer is. So weird. Yeah. It is definitely, like, if he can somewhat tie it together in something, in a a manner that half makes sense, um, I'll be impressed already because the imagination of the world he's building is intriguing and it's something you don't really see um, anywhere else. Yeah. Um, The Last of Us Part 2 is rumored to be coming out uh, beginning of next year, so 2020. Um, It was originally planned for end of this year but it was pushed 
according to rumors. You know what's going to happen there. I'll tell you what's going to happen there. That thing is going to be just like the first Last of Us. It'll come out on PlayStation 4, and then there'll be a super HD-ified fancy one that'll be on whatever the PS5 is when it hits, because it's going to be the same kind of thing. Crossover time, get it out, get the player base playing it, and then let's release it again and make a bunch more money. That's it. And I will buy it twice. Of course you will. Uh, Or three times. Although, you know, the the game will be playable on the next console as well, so it will look better, but I guess, yes, they're going to make it look even better. Yeah, they're going to make money. What else? There's a rumor about a crazy Watch Dogs game called Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, that we will know in a couple of days. But uh, you can play, you can recruit NPCs to your like elite hacker squad, and then you can play any of them. You can play any NPC, and apparently it has implications with the gameplay and the story. And so that seems like an interesting concept. I wonder if it's not going to be too gimmicky in the actual game, but an interesting concept. Yeah, the idea that, I mean, they, they made a big deal about how all the NPCs have their own unique animations, their own voiceover. I think they probably mean it's like 10, you know, it's, it, it's not can't be infinite because it's not like these things are, you know, generated on the fly or whatever. Um, so I don't really know what to make of that yet, but Ubisoft's kind of my developer of choice at the moment. I really like everything they're doing. Um, huge fan. Well, I kind of fell off of... Um, Division 2, but that's got its own reasons. I think that game's just not made for me so much. But um, but I think they've just got incredible work happening right now kind of across the board, and they're supporting their games in ways that other developers aren't. So I'm automatically interested in where they go next with Watch Dogs, and I think there's a lot of potential there. I think a post-Brexit London is super interesting as a setting, mm-hmm. and um, that gives them a chance to actually say something, you know, story-wise, and not just sort of white glove it and then i also think um hacking is fun in video games and can be even more fun and i believe in those guys so legion's more exciting to me than i than almost any other titles um i I need to see it obviously and i need to play it blah 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 but in ubisoft i trust at the moment Mm. yeah i was not impressed by the previous watchdogs but this one piqued my interest more than i thought yeah um, I also hope we see a little bit of a preview of something of the next Assassin's Creed because Odyssey got me hooked so hard. I, I want more. Right. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, have been detailed. There's Dynamax Monsters. It's coming November 15. Uh, we'll have more to say about this one after the Nintendo Direct, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's a game and it's coming. Yep. Wow, some of these. Sorry, real, real quick, this uh, map they're showing for... Uh, it's like an assault map for Battlefield Five is beautiful. I mean, I I guess we should oh, expect that, but geez, Louise, that's realistic looking. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. We're sort of dismissing it, but it looks really good. All of it. Um, it's really just that we're not specifically into that game. So. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, well, I guess that's about it. Uh, Dragon Quest Walk is essentially Pokemon Go with with Dragon Quest. So another one to add to the pile. More more excited uh, about that than I should be. Weirdly. I kind of really? want, yeah. I don't, I don't know why. I never get into Pokemon. I can't do it. But I, something else in that vein, and using my phone in that way is exciting to me. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that. Well, this summer you'll have a lot of choice then because there's the Harry Potter thing and the Minecraft thing and this thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Um, yeah, and I think that's about it for the pre E three stuff. Um, 
Do you feel like this year was more spoilery than most years? Because we always get some leaks and, and other stuff, but it feels like there's been a little bit less this year than usual. Less bombshells. Yeah, I don't know. I think Sony not being there means that there's obviously less to spoil, maybe. Um, there's also a lot of people who announce stuff a little bit ahead of um, E3. So I think there's still some unknowns. Um, we saw what we were going to see, but uh, what we were expecting. But I think there's one ace in the hole of every developer, and that's the fact that the next generation of consoles is going to be revealed this E3 with yeah. Microsoft, which is going first, if you don't count the forgettable E3 that we're watching right now, which is, you know, expectedly forgettable. It's not like they were saying, we're going to do something amazing. They specifically said it's going to be just a little thing. So yeah, they're, they're, they're hitting my expectations here. This is what I thought they'd do. Yes. Yeah. They'd get up and they'd talk my, about the shit they're doing. And... My expectations were that it was going to be forgettable, and it is. Yeah. Um, but, but, um, but yeah, so Microsoft is going first. So every other developer that goes, uh, that has a conference can finally announce games that they're developing for next gen. Um, there's an interesting rumor about the next gen Xbox, by the way, which is it would be backwards compatible. Not, you know, like, I'm sorry, forwards compatible, actually. Meaning uh, the previous console would be forwards compatible, compatible with these games. Right. If you get, let's say, Halo uh, Infinite, then you can actually play it on your Xbox One. Mm -hmm. uh, it will not look as good, of course, but you can do that, which would be in line with what Microsoft is trying to do. Um, so that would be pretty exciting. But, um, you know, it would be a little bit more PC-like. But the point is, a lot of uh, developers might have been holding stuff close to the vest uh, in the previous couple of years, and they will be able to... Um, uh, present them this time for next generation so, yeah that's it's, a, it's an interesting concept and also you know the idea if, if you go out and buy that s that new s that's out the discless one the the hard drive only the sad model whatever <laughs> yes uh or no hard drive i guess well whatever it is but uh that thing in theory could be a perpetual device that you use for whatever their cloud streaming version of all of this is like you may never need to buy another xbox Go well, any in theory, if that is the case, unless they have added hardware in that SAD edition, um, they any console could be that. That's Which, true. by the way, That's is true. a little bit. I, I, my hope is that they have some special hardware to reduce lag in the new consoles um if that's not the case then lag is going to be the lag we know for every game which is you know every service which is that's fine um but i hope they do something well for average for average players they may never notice that that it's a thing right they may never even be it may not even be a problem for most people but if you're playing right, of course if you're playing some shooter and every single uh millisecond or sub millisecond of latency matters. Neither, neither, none of the cloud services are going to be able to achieve that. They just can't yet. Like that's just not right. on the and table. That's why. That's why I hope that Microsoft has some magic, you know, <laughs> circuit in the box that makes that less noticeable. Right. But um, and and by the way, uh, it is true that it is there's going to be added lag, but a lot of people often forget that. You also get the benefit of everyone, uh, uh, players, most of the time, being uh, hosted on the same server farm. So the lag on the network's end 
is reduced. So that helps a little bit with the lag. But yes, I, I completely agree. This is going to be a factor for uh, core gamers, competitive gamers. Well, and it's never been better. Like that, I'll full on say. Like what we're about to achieve here, it's never been better. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not, you know, well, no, no one's going to do their esports like tournaments us that are gonna, The people like us are going to buy the uh box and right. we're going to want to play locally and that's fine right you know what they they haven't talked about here maybe they're talking about it right now um i tried out that doom 2 uh nvidia uh rtx freaking um the ray tracing demo thing. oh the ray tracing that they did on on the 30 year old game yeah it is amazing <laughs> like I, I, I first of all I understand why they did use such an old game because first of all wait do you have an RTX yeah I do I have a 2080 nice and it is amazing even for that old ass game that real time lighting stuff is really something like it is it is something like I've never seen anything That's quite like it because it doesn't seem that incredible on video it looks good but it doesn't seem mind blowing in 60 frames per second on a big screen in front of your face it is weird it really blows your mind and i i mean but the reason i bring this up is battlefield's always touting how they've got some features on the pc that'll that'll do this for with nvidia cards um i don't know if any of that's practical or not and certainly not at full resolution but when we finally get to a place where gpu computing and cpu computing power can do real-time lighting in in the way that that stuff's designed we're all gonna just be in heaven it's amazing what it does to the world really oh, really something. it's it's really cool to hear that because th- what i've heard before was that it wasn't that exciting for the co- current games um well for the, current games it probably isn't because they they fit the current games fake a lot of stuff so it's not like they don't have lighting right. you have sources of lighting in video games but they're these static fake things if you've got sunlight it's there's no such thing as an actual sunlight in a, in a game and it may still be pretty but if you can make a game where the sun is behaving in a way that real light behaves and the world is being computed in real time with that light, it just changes everything and every object in the game is beholden to this dynamic system. And it's right. it's hard to explain, but it's unbelievably but that's, cool. That's the, the feedback I've been getting is in Battlefield and in Tomb Raider, the games that have the uh, system implemented... It is not as mind-blowing as people make it out to be uh, or as NVIDIA claims, but you're saying it actually is. I'm because saying... it is implemented in Battlefield and it is. It is, but not globally. Like, it's small okay. settings because you can't. No, Nobody's got... Even these GTA or these RTX cards aren't enough to do full-world stuff with, with new games, with all the things new games do. That's why they demoed this on such an old game because there's right, a simplicity right. to it where you can say... All right, everything can can handle it. So let's have it all there. And that's when you get the sense of it. I don't think you can get a sense of it with any of the new stuff. And it's a little like VR. It's like a cool helmet in the late 90s and everyone going, oh, VR, VR. But really, it took them another 15 years to get it. It's probably going to okay. be like that. But when they get there, oh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, the next generation is definitely going to have... Um, ray tracing so mm-hmm. even if you'll have to make a choice between the best graphical quality and ray tracing and maybe ray tracing is going to be used in in interesting ways yeah like uh, audio other- audio audio stuff is interesting right because they talk about using that same yeah 
concept, but with audio and tracking where sound moves and, you know. Basically... Well, I meant more like indie games that will have ray tracing that will look incredible, like, you know, uh, Doom or maybe oh, some right, ray right, right. tracing in 2D games or something, you know. That's a, that's a really right. good point. I mean, the, the truth is we got so good at faking lighting in games that... That's the thing, It's yeah. It's just like almost like, you know not that big a deal but when they've get when they get it in a world like battlefield or something like that and they get that running at full um you no longer have to have lighting models you just have light <laughs> like you just have sunlight and lamplight and and gun flash and the entire world reacts to lighting constantly in every second but just imagine the rendering power of that and that's why we haven't had it up till now um i'm really excited about it yeah so am I. Uh, hopefully, next gen we'll see a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, they're showing islands in the Pacific in Battlefield Five, which look really good. Uh, well, both the actual islands that they went to film, and I think we saw a little bit of a render. Maybe it was just concept art. Maybe that's why it looked so good. Um, so there's that coming as well. Um, I think we're gonna. I don't know if you want to continue watching EA, but I think we don't necessarily need to. No, we probably don't. Um, I mean, they don't bring this to a close. They probably don't have much more uh, of us to say, but here's the deal. Tomorrow really is the big rubber meets the road um, because Microsoft, what Microsoft does is going to be everybody's on pins and needles. Okay. Like this is their big chance to not only redeem themselves from a kind of a rough generation, but um, to fulfill a whole lot of promises they've had for a, couple years now that they keep making and that I think they're going to try really hard to deliver on. Um, And I'm more excited about Microsoft and their future than I have been in a long time. Uh, So that's, that's my perspective, but uh, we come hell or high water, Patrick and I are going to cover that one. We're going to do it live. um, And we'll actually talk about what's happening on screen. I mean, EA, look, (laughs) if we'd have been on time today, we would have had, you know, their Fallen Order stuff, which ended up being disappointing in Patrick's eyes anyway. I'm going to go back and watch some of that stuff and just see if it lands on me any differently. But, um, but yeah, that's where the stuff gets super exciting. I don't know when Sony's video is. Do you know when they're doing that? They're, uh, oh, Sony is not doing anything. But they were doing a direct video thing, and it, and it overlapped with somebody else's conference or something. No, they haven't. I mean, maybe they're going to drop something at some point, but I don't think so. They've shown um, the you know, Death Stranding thing already. I don't think they're going to do anything else. Let me just... It would be very impolite to do it, but they have been known to be... <laughs> it would be very impolite. Crafty. Okay, so according to this, <laughs> yeah, the latest information is um, is that they... Oh, no, you're right. Let's see. E3, what to expect. Uh, I thought I read something, well, but maybe it, maybe it was just a rumor floating around that they were going to bust in on somebody else's time slot. Um, so if they do... Let's well, put it like that. If... If they um, they do something, uh, we will comment on it. Yes, absolutely. So the next you'll see us will be the Microsoft conference, right? Right. Yeah. So we're going to do Microsoft tomorrow. Yep. Um, I I don't think I'm going to be there for Bethesda because it's the middle of the night for me. Yeah. Um, and certainly not for Devolver, which I hate with a passion. <laughs> the, their videos, not the, the publisher. Their games are great, um, but their yeah their yes. presentation sucks. Some we'll people really like it, though. Some people love it, dude. Like, there is a group yes, of people yes. who love I, that. It's just not me. Absolutely, and I respect them. their right to love it. I just personally don't. And also, it's at 5 in the morning for me, so <laughs> unless I wake up for some reason. But, um, yeah. 
which happens, you know, today I woke up at five. So if I do, I'll, I'll show up. Yeah, maybe the, um, maybe the baby will barf. Like at 5 a.m., the baby will just go, Blah! and then you got to be up yeah, to clean that barf anyway. So Yeah, so I'll be uh, in, in like, with you guys in the stream uh, holding the baby. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and then on Monday... There's a VR show. I don't think you can make that one, but PC gaming will probably do it. And then Ubisoft. And in the middle of the night, uh, again, at four in the morning, I'm going to try very hard to be there, four in the morning for me, uh, the Square Enix conference. Yeah. And the reason I'm going to try to be there is that they're going to showcase Avengers, um, which is probably going to be a blind purchase for me but i still want to see it, it. is for me uh, as well I, I really hope it's a successor or spiritual successor to was it ultimate alliance was that the series on ps2 Whatever, oh but, but ultimate alliance gets a, an actual successor on switch in like two weeks oh that's ultimate true that's alliance another thing too. happening yeah i all of no, it is, i hope it's a, i mean what if it's poop what if it's not good what are you gonna do don't don't even scott <laughs> don't that 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 alternate reality does not exist in my <laughs> mind. Um, it's supposed to be a, a game as a service, of course, Destiny. The big question would be there, how do you get power uh, uh, upgrades? Like, how do you progress your character um, in a game like that? Yeah. When you, because I think it's been confirmed that you play the actual Avengers, not some random generic hero. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Crystal Dynamics, and they know their, their stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, anyway, we'll discuss this on Monday. Uh, hopefully, I'll wake up. At, so, what I'm going to do is watch Ubisoft with you and comment it. Yeah. Then go to bed for three hours, yeah. wake up for Square Enix, um, and then go to bed again, maybe. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really difficult, but... <laughs> That is what we do for you. Well, I may uh, I may push TMS up an hour so that I can be there for that VR thing because I kind of wanna I kind of wanna see what that is. Kind of wanna. Okay. See that. Well, I'll be there if you if you're yeah. there. I'll be there. Yeah, too. you'll definitely be up then. So I'll uh, I'll see what I can do. But um, anyway, thanks for joining and us, then everybody. Nintendo on, on Tuesday. Nintendo on Tuesday and uh, Booksels where we actually summarize everything. Uh, do you know what when we're doing this? We haven't decided. Uh, no, but I'll bet we could. Wednesdays are crazy. Uh, probably we'll we'll sum it up by by Wednesday or Thursday. I'm sure we'll figure out a time okay. there. All right, we we'll, always we'll, do every year. We'll do something. Um, kind of a nutty year schedule wise, but I'm very excited about it nonetheless. And uh, yeah, so next time you catch this will be Monday. In the meantime, check out Patrick, not Patrick on Twitter. Find me at Scott Johnson. We'll certainly be saying things there as well. And uh, our shows, of course, FrenchSpin.com. Go find Pixels, fantastic show about video games. Patrick does. He does it with guests here and there. Uh, I've been on there. It's fantastic. Uh, and if you want to check out my game, you're on shows, there right now. I am literally on the Earth show right now. Um, and also, Patrick, I don't want to blow your mind, but you're on mine right now, too, which is so <gasps> weird. Uh, this so, is better than ray tracing. Scott. That's right. This is the future. <laughs> and literally this year, it's going on two feeds. So go check out the boot feed. Check out the core feed. Both of those uh, shows are completely game related, and they'll have this on there as well. And if you're hearing it there, you already know that. Uh, you can find those at frogpants.com. I guess that's going to do it. Uh, Patrick, any other uh, final thoughts before we go? We love you all. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye, everyone.